is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Authorities in Russia reportedly opened a criminal case against Yevgeny Prigozhin for allegedly inciting an armed rebellion. Earlier, the head of the Wagner mercenary group, which is fighting in Ukraine, accused Russia's army of attacking his training camps and killing, quote, an enormous amount of his troops. The alleged missile strikes, which Russia's defence ministry denies, came after he said in a video on Telegram that Russia's army leaders had lied to the country's president, Vladimir Putin, and its people about the rationale for war. Mr Prigozhin, who has been feuding with the army's leaders for months, vowed to retaliate. America and India signed several defence and technology deals as their leaders hailed a new era in bilateral relations. Speaking at a state dinner hosted for Narendra Modi, India's Prime Minister, President Joe Biden described the two countries as, quote, great friends and great powers. Earlier, Mr Modi addressed Congress and fielded two questions, a rarity for the leader, at a press conference. Germany's parliament approved large-scale reforms of the country's immigration system, loosening entry requirements for skilled workers from outside the European Union and allowing qualified refugees to join the workforce before the approval of their asylum status. The country faces an acute labour shortage, with open vacancies approaching 2 million, according to government estimates. The European Union adopted more sanctions against Russia, its 11th such package since the invasion of Ukraine began. The latest list, which saw some 104 individuals and organisations added, focuses on middlemen that help Russia get around export controls and other measures. The companies added come from countries such as Iran, Syria and Uzbekistan and included three based in Hong Kong. Growth in Eurozone manufacturing and services actively slowed this month, raising concerns about the health of the bloc's economy. The HCOB Flash Composite Purchasing Managers Index, a closely watched survey, fell from 52.8 in May to 50.3 in June. The news raised the possibility of a further contraction in Eurozone GDP after two successive quarters of decline. The Turkish lira sank to a new record low, despite the central bank raising interest rates by 6.5 percentage points. The move reversed President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's unconventional policy of lowering rates to tackle the country's high inflation, but analysts had expected a bigger hike. Despite the bank promising more interest rate rises, the lira fell to 24.97 against the dollar on Friday. The number of people suffering from diabetes could rise to 1.3 billion by 2050, more than double the current count of 530 million, according to a study published in The Lancet. The surge will be driven by rising obesity rates and ageing populations. Countries in North Africa and Middle East and Latin America are expected to be hit the hardest. Correction. An earlier edition of The World in Brief suggested that a press conference which President Joe Biden and Narendra Modi, India's Prime Minister, took part in on Thursday, was the first the Indian leader had faced since taking office. This was not the case. Sorry. 
And word of the week, dear, the Ukrainian word for action and the name of a government services app in the country. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. America's abortion battle. One year ago, America's Supreme Court decided in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization to let states ban abortion, overturning decades-old precedent set in Roe v. Wade. Fourteen states now have outright bans. Six others outlaw the procedure at later stages of pregnancy. The decision was a huge victory for opponents of abortion, but many in the movement see their work as far from finished. Although the number of abortions has fallen, abortion remains legal in many states. Where it is outlawed, women drive to out-of-state clinics or buy pills online. Anti-abortion activists with differing strategies, there are incrementalist and radical camps, are competing to lead the movement into its next phase. Abortion rights activists, meanwhile, have gained momentum in the past year. Nearly 70% of Americans now say they support legal abortion in the first trimester of pregnancy. In 2018, just 60% did. Some states have made access to abortion a constitutional right. To many on the left, Dobbs is the galvanizing force that Roe was on the right. Scottish Nationalists Try to Regroup On Saturday, members of the Scottish National Party meet in Dundee. The gathering, first announced in December, was intended to set out a, quote, clear pathway to independence after Britain's Supreme Court ruled that the Scottish Parliament lacked the authority to hold a referendum. In a vote in 2014, Scots rejected independence by 55% to 45%. The British government refuses to authorize a second referendum. The conference, originally scheduled for March, was postponed after Nicola Sturgeon resigned as Scotland's first minister after more than eight years in power. A messy leadership contest followed. Hamza Youssef, an unremarkable veteran minister, won it. Then, Miss Sturgeon and her husband, Peter Morrill, were arrested in connection with more than £600,000, or $760,000, of missing party funds. Neither has been charged, but the SNP has slumped in the polls. A recent survey suggests that Labour will surpass it to become the largest party in Scotland at the next British general election. The path to independence is getting ever harder. Argentina's Unpredictable Election Season Saturday marks the start of election season in Argentina. It is the deadline for candidates to register to campaign for the country's presidency. Those who win their party's backing in primaries on August 13th will compete in the first round of the presidential election on October 22nd. This year, things are unusually unpredictable. For almost eight decades, Argentina has been dominated by Peronism, a populist movement. But under the current Peronist administration, annual inflation has reached 114%, the third highest in the world. The center-right opposition, Juntos por el Cambio, Together for Change, or JXC, is leading the polls. Behind it, and neck and neck with the Peronists, is La Libertad Avanza, Freedom Advances, the party of Javier Millet, a libertarian congressman. He offers radical solutions to Argentina's Millets, including swapping pesos for dollars and eliminating the central bank. General Juan Domingo Perón, the founder of Peronism, must be turning in his grave. The Beyoncé Effect in May, Sweden's annual inflation rate was slightly higher than expected at 9.7%. At least one economist blamed Beyoncé. 
Last month, her Renaissance tour opened in Stockholm, drawing legions of fans. Hotel prices rose by 8.7% from the previous month. Now, some fear a remix featuring The Boss. Starting on Saturday, Bruce Springsteen will make several appearances in Gothenburg. A weak krona makes a trip to Sweden comparatively cheap for foreigners. Indeed, that may have helped lure Beyoncé fans from abroad, especially from America. Her concerts there are much more expensive than in Sweden because ticket sellers charge high fees and regulation of scalpers is lax. But the ardour of the beehive is unusual. Other singers, Mr. Springsteen included, are less in demand. As the economist who attributed May's inflation surprise to Beyoncé told CNN, quote, what we saw with her was a little bit special. Weekend Profile Major General Kirill Budanov, Ukraine's Spymaster It takes a certain amount of fear to paralyze seasoned military intelligence officers, but a Russian attack on their headquarters in Kyiv in March 2022 crossed that threshold. The officers recall terror as missiles landed, windows popped, and ramshackle buildings crumbled at the edges. Moments later, the boss emerged. Quote, Everything is fine. They remember Major General Kirillo Budanov grunting before he ordered them to get back to work. Volodymyr Zelensky's decision in 2020 to promote a little-known commander to head of Ukraine's main directorate of intelligence, HUR, surprised many. But in security circles, the 37-year-old was already legendary. In one near-mythic feat in 2016, General Budanov led a raid to destroy helicopters in the backyard of Russia's security service in Crimea. On the way out, his team encountered Russian special forces and killed several. But it was during Russia's full-scale invasion that he came into his own. He masterminded operations that stopped the Russian advance into Kyiv. He sent supply and rescue helicopters into besieged Mariupol. As the architect of increasingly brazen operations within Russia, he has enraged the Kremlin. Aides say there have been, quote, at least 10 attempts on his life. Following the latest in May, pro-Kremlin media reported that General Budinov had been evacuated to Germany and put into a coma. The Economist can refute that claim. Even among Western partners, his bravado is not universally welcomed. Leaked documents show that the CIA intervened to stop the general from ordering an attack on Moscow for fears of provoking a nuclear escalation. He downplays that threat. A confidant of the president, General Budinov is understood to be playing an ever bigger role in behind-the-scenes peace negotiations. Sources say he participates in secret talks with the Chinese and that he has been in contact with Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of Russia's mercenary Wagner outfit. In an interview with The Economist, it was clear that the country's youngest-ever spymaster has been thinking hard about post-war Ukraine. His colleagues say they are convinced he is destined for a big political role once peace comes, if he lives that long. The winners of this week's quiz Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random were... Daria Messerschmidt, Dusseldorf, Germany. Chelsea Winston Rosa, Phoenix, Arizona, United States. Youssef Fadel, Cairo, Egypt. They all gave the correct answers of The Phantom of the Opera, Bob Hope, The Return of the Native, Empire State Building, and The Space Force. The theme is Star Wars movies. The Phantom Menace, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back, and The Force Awakens. The questions were Monday. Which book by Gaston LaRue was adapted into a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber? Tuesday. 
Which famous comedian and film star died at the age of 100 in 2003? Wednesday, which Thomas Hardy novel features the characters Diggory Venn and Thomasin Yalbright? Thursday, which building was the tallest in the world between 1931 and 1970? Friday, which is the smallest and newest branch of the U.S. Armed Services, established only in 2019? And visit the Espresso app for our new weekend crossword, designed for experienced cruciverbalists and newcomers alike. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Ambrose Bierce, who was born on this day in 1842. He who thinks with difficulty believes with alacrity. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.